The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Up Close with Chris Tinney. Don't forget to visit ChrisTinney.com for more information about today's topics and download the new Spread Peace app that makes it easy to take action and advocate for the causes you care about. And now, here's your host, Chris Tinney. Welcome back to Up Close. What a great show we have for you today. We're going to be talking with Carol Howell with Breaking the Cycle. She's also the Executive Director of Switchpoint. A couple of housekeeping things before we get started, folks. Thank you so much for all of your support. I think last week's show, going over Cecil the Lion, I got all sorts of uh, Twitter messages. It's Cecil. I guess it's a French name, so it's Cecil the Lion. Uh, But what a great show with Jonathan Kraft, the founder of Keepers of the Wild, and the work that he's doing. Thank you to everybody who's sharing it on Facebook and the downloads that are happening online. Voice America tells me we're the uh, top-rated new host they've ever had with uh, close to 30,000 downloads in our first month. So I really appreciate it because this really isn't just about this one hour that we spend together. It's about creating a community of people that are coming together. So every time you share like the show today, you're making a difference. And you know, today's show uh, is near and dear to my heart. So I just want to thank those of you that are on uh, Goodreads and type in Up Close. We've got a group there to help us find authors that we can invite on the show. Our Facebook page, uh, just put in Chris Tinney. You can join the page. That's my, I treat it like my personal profile. I monitor it myself. Of those, that's me answering those questions. And also on iTunes and TuneIn, those of you that are listening to our downloaded version. So folks, today Carol Howell is, the, is with us today. I've I, just got done, Carol, listening to your interview on, on ESPN. It was pretty exciting to hear what you're doing. For those of you that aren't aware, she's getting ready to take a cross-country trek on her tandem bicycle with her partner, Bob, to help bring awareness to, to the challenges our homeless friends face on the streets every day in America. Close to 40,000 people, according to the Coalition for the Homeless, are going to die on the streets of America this year. And those of you that know, Taisha and I were on the road for five years in our RV, spent a, a year up in Reno and a year out in Florida, but outside of that, traveling all over. And during that time, had close to a dozen people that we were really close to that were on the streets that, that died, um, most of them from in the cold when it snowed. Uh, and, and so I have huge, there's such a need out there for places like Switchpoint. So Carol, before we get into this, uh, this bike ride that you're taking and the homeless shelters that you're going to be starting at and how people can join with you and meet you along the way and share your stuff on Facebook and feel good that they're helping break the cycle, like as you call it. I want to first introduce people to, to Switchpoint, a, a homeless shelter providing supplies, running a campaign called Circles, which is uh, one of our previous shows that we had on here. Uh, Scott Miller, the founder of Circles USA, you can look for that show as well if you want to learn more about that, uh, is operated out of there, which is a proven scientific methodology to lift people out of poverty. And I love hanging around people that are up to something. So thank you for being on the show, Carol. What was it that first got you interested in, in working with the homeless? That's a good question, Chris. 
Um, I originally uh, lived in Bend, Oregon for 40 years, and we just moved to um, St. George uh, six years ago, and I was working as a director of volunteer services, and especially with senior core programs, and we saw a lot of people that were coming through our door uh, that were having to do uh, volunteer work because they were forced with court-ordered community service programs because they slept in the park or they left their sleeping bag in the alley and they were going to come back and sleep there that night, but they got a littering ticket. And so it really just started piquing my uh, interest. I had no idea we had homeless people in St. George, Utah. So I started just uh, doing a lot of outreach myself. My husband and I would uh, go out at night and deliver loaves of bread from Great Harvest to, to people we found that were set up in camps. And it just kind of snowballed to the point where we said, we got to do something. We have a great city um, in, in St. George. Our mayor and our city council um, were so supportive. And so when I just kept pushing it for about a year saying, we got to do more, we got to do more, uh, they finally um, probably had enough of me and said, okay, fine. <laughs> so they hired me to be the director of um, Switchpoint. And we came up with that name because it, it meant a lot to me where um, a lot of these individuals and families just need some direction. They've been in multi-generational poverty and they, they haven't learned what middle class has learned and there's some rules of poverty. And so we wanted to give them some of those resources and tools and, and on a train track that switch point is the mechanism that will just turn maybe six degrees but you're now going to Colorado instead, instead of California. And we felt that that was exactly the promise we wanted to keep to, to our individuals that we were helping. Switchpoint is a homeless shelter. We're an emergency food pantry. Um, but more importantly, like you were talking about, our, like our Circles Initiative, we have 17 classes that we teach every week here at Switchpoint to help individuals get out of their um, rut, if you will, out of poverty. And I think that's, that's what is making the difference is we're giving them so much support and constant case management that says, hey, if you've got addiction problems, we've got addiction classes seven nights a week. If you need help with parenting classes, we've got that. You need help with budgeting, we've got that. Um, so we're really trying to be an all-in-one, if you will. Oh. What, what, do you, what do you say to people out there that say that people that are homeless or living in poverty are exactly where they ought to be, that they haven't lifted themselves up by the bootstraps, they haven't taken advantage of the American dream that's open to everybody and that they probably have a drug problem or, or, or a mental problem. I, I mean, what, what do you say to people like that? It's such a mess. It's such a mess. It's not true. Um, I have not run across, we've seen thousands of people, um, and we're not even a year old. Next month is our one-year anniversary, and, and we've seen thousands of people, and I have not met one that says, oh, I choose this. Um, instead, they've become so overwhelmed and numbed that they think that that is their lot in life. That's the stick they drew, and so they think, I can't get out because I don't know how. And so I, I tell people who are, are saying, no, nah, that's what they deserve. And I said, you know what? If I was stuck outside and in here, you know, in, in southern Utah, it's hot. So we have people who die of, of heat stroke um, versus, say, snow. But we've seen so many people who are so excited about being able to um, learn something, go back to school, get some education, learn how to budget their money, get, get better jobs. Um, that they they are forever grateful and in, in debt. And what's been amazing to me is how many of them come back and volunteer after we've got them on the right road and, be, and got them into housing. They say, can I come volunteer because you guys changed my life? That's what I see. Wow. What, what do you appreciate most about what you do with Switchpoint? 
<laughs> Chris, I cannot say that I go home um, any given day and think I didn't get anything done that day. Um, I feel like um, what I get out of this is uh, the satisfaction that I'm sharing people's trials, I'm sharing their lives, and I'm standing side by side with them, sharing their successes. And that, to me, means more than anything. You know, I, I, I think that's really an important thing. I know the Circles program that you run out of there is, is uh, one of its many focuses is to connect people with, with other people that aren't in poverty so that they can help guide them and, like you said, teach them some of those things that they might not know because they know the rules of poverty, not the other poverty. And I, uh, it's hard to tell people what it's like, you know, when, when we were feeding, when we were sharing food with the homeless, one of the things I used to tell people that, you know, I take out the Frisbee and start throwing it around. They go, what are you doing? You know, it, it really is a big part of the reward for myself was actually getting to spend time with people and getting to know them. And I think people would be really shocked if, if they actually spent time on the streets or in the shelters or, or doing this kind of volunteer work because they'll be amazed at the people they're meeting. I mean, the, the myths that are out there are amazing. I, I was reading some the other day, Carol, that you probably already know, but uh, 30% of the homeless people are actually living in their cars and mm-hmm. 80% of the people are two weeks away from a paycheck and 24% of the people that are homeless, it's because they lost their job. Yeah. You know, 17% family conflict. You probably, the LGBT youth that are on the streets is, is, is horrible. And, and yeah. one in four males are veterans. This is crazy. So what, and so what, what are some of the families that you're working with now? Do you do individuals and families, or is it mainly yep, families? Yep, we do individuals and, yep, we do everybody. So right now I've got a three-week-old, and I've got a 79-year-old, so it runs the gamut. Um, let's, let's start with one population. So, for example, veterans. Um, it, it just kills me because I think, man, these guys uh, gave, you know, their life. Uh, they were willing to put it on the line and sacrifice everything for our freedoms and for our country. And then when they get back... They suffer from PTSD and they suffer from so many physical disabilities and, and then mental disabilities come on and they cannot get back into a mainstream living and somehow they get lost in these cracks. Um, to me, that's, it's, it's shame on us, shame on us for not helping them uh, get into permanent housing. So we really try hard uh, anytime we have veterans come, come through our door. We align them immediate, immediately with a veteran advocate and say, how can we help you get into permanent housing? How can we make sure that you're getting the benefits that you deserved and that you earned? The, the other population would be um, those that are, that are single individuals. And like you said, they either got downsized in their hours, you know, so they're underemployed, so they're still working, but it's not enough to pay rent. And that's a tough one because you can only hang on and, and get late uh, so many months before finally you get an eviction notice. And then what do you do? You don't want to lose your job but yet you don't, you're not getting enough hours. And so these are the types of people that we know if we can kind of redirect them and give them some opportunities to either get second employment or go back to school and, and gain um, better employment, anything to get them to that 200% federal poverty guideline, you know, that gets them stable to where they are out of homelessness. And these are hardworking people, but it's pretty hard to make it on a minimum wage. Yeah, well, what's this uh, fiscal cliff that they talk about where you can actually get a some I, one of the, the earlier show that people actually can get a raise at work and end up taking home less money? Oh, yeah, we've had that happen. And so um, with Circle, Scott had um, 
some volunteers help him put together this, this cal- um, calculator. It's called the Cliff Effects Calculator. And what happens when you're in poverty is you can go in and you can apply for, say, food stamps, or you can apply for uh, Medicaid or maybe child care support. Um, and, and so you get these benefits that help you, and, and it makes a huge monetary difference in your life. And so you're working along, and then let's say you get a dollar an hour raise. Well, that might have put you over the limit, and all of a sudden, you might have lost now $570 in benefits. So away goes your food stamps. And now you don't have child care help. And so you're thinking, do I take the raise or do I keep the benefits because I, my kids need medi- you know, Medicare, and um, not Medicare, excuse me, but Medicaid, and I really need that child care help. And so it's just such a quandary because they don't know um, what they're going to do if they lose all of that. And so we're trying to prepare them. And we show them and say, okay, if you take the dollar an hour raise, here's where you're going to be. If you take $3 an hour raise, here's where you're going to be. Now, this might last you six months. And can you make it through this six-month cycle before you get your next raise with the help of, say, an emergency food pantry instead of food stamps? And mm-hmm. they can maybe see the light at the end of the tunnel. One of our clients, is, it just was so cool to see him. We, he was living with us at the shelter. He's got three kids, single dad. And we got him a job, and he's working along, and he, and he was making $14 an hour. And he's thinking, you know, that's not too bad. Um, and, he, you know, he has a couple felonies, and so he, it's jobs were hard to come by. But his boss says, well, I want to get you. You've just done such a great job and after four months, and I'd like to give you a raise. So I sat down with him, and I said, here's, here's what you're going to lose. Are you prepared for that? And I said, it's $500 a month that you're going to lose in benefits, and you're going to have to make that up somewhere else. And I said, the best thing that I think you sh- that you can do is take this to your boss and, and tell him about it because he obviously really likes you. And so he did. He went and he talked to his boss about it. And the boss had no idea that these kinds of things happen um, to families because if you're in middle class, you've never had to apply for food stamps or you've never right. had to use public benefits or assistance. And that boss, uh, it just still just tears me up. He says, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double your wage. And then you don't need to worry about public wow. benefit package. And, you know, Sean just couldn't believe it. And I couldn't believe it. And I, I just, I'm still just going, now that is, in my mind, um, how we change people's lives. Because, boom, we just saved taxpayers how much on this, what he was getting on a benefit package. And yet he'll never leave that employer because he had such a great experience He's now loyal, and he's right. going to be a hard worker because that boss believed in him and gave him a chance. Well, and you know what? I bet there's more bosses out there that if they only knew, they might be willing to, to, to work to make things work out instead of – because like, you're right. It's a cycle that's over and over again. You get a raise, then you lose your, and then you lose your benefits, and then you lose your daycare, then you lose your job. So now you're back exactly. on benefits, and you go in, and that's the cycle. Did I set you up pretty good for that? <laughs> That was, that was perfect. That's perfect. Folks, when we get back from this break, we're going to be talking more with Carol Howell. And if you want to call in and ask a question, it's 866-472-5787, 866-472-5787. We're going to learn about the route she's taking, some of the homeless shelters she's visiting, and some of this badass equipment that she's going to be riding on, thanks to one of her sponsors. So we'll be right back after this message from Matthew McConaughey. Would it be crazy if you just stopped everything? packed your bags and left for a week, a month, a year. 
What if you left for two years? Would people think you'd lost your mind? What if you were going far away to help in a village on the edge of the Gobi Desert? A village crowded with Buddhist temples, not skyscrapers. A place where there isn't a word for recluse, but a thousand words for community. Would it be crazy to go 5,000 miles from home? To spend time with people the rest of the world only reads about? To build libraries and fill them with stories? Prepare a meal with food you helped grow? To teach children and learn a thing or two about yourself? Would that be crazy? Peace Corps. Life is calling. How far will you go? To find out more, call 1-800-424-8580 or visit peacecorps.gov. Do you know a nonprofit that could use more money to accomplish their mission? Are you working for a charitable cause right now and need funding to do more? Nonprofitfundraising.com is dedicated to helping nonprofits and charities raise the funds they need. Discover the best fundraising ideas of 2015 and compare your fundraising results with others. Learn how to grow your organization and connect with more supporters at nonprofitfundraising.com. That's nonprofitfundraising.com. Welcome back to Up Close with Chris Tinney. To call in and be part of the show, dial 1-866-472-5788 from anywhere in North America. That's 1-866-472-5788. And now, back to the show. And we're back with Carol Halliwell and Breaking the Cycle. She's getting ready to take a 3,700-mile cross-country bike ride across America to help raise funds and help break the cycle of poverty in America. You can look at breakingthecycles.org or switchpoint.org. If you want to look at the homeless shelter and the, and the circles campaigns that they're running out of St. George, Utah, I highly recommend you do that. And we're learning about what they're, some of the work they've been, the great work that they've been doing there in St. George. And Carol, I can only imagine what kind of equipment you need to take a 33,700 mile bike ride from San Francisco to Washington. Is it Washington, D.C. is the final destination? Yeah, Washington, D.C., right. Well, well, tell me a little bit about the equipment that you're going to be riding. Because it's a tandem, <laughs> people, uh, t- a tandem bicycle. People think crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, some yeah. of those pictures, you're looking a little crazy. I'm no, just kidding. Yeah, we're looking a little crazy. <laughs> well, we're taking our, we, we got a tandem bicycle. So people are, why do you want to do that? And I'm like, I don't know. It just, it's fun. Uh, you can talk and I can sit in the back and answer the phone and work on my emails or change the channel. I, I All I got to do is pedal. <laughs> I see how you are. And you won't know if you're pedaling if you're in the back. <laughs> no, I'm a good stoker. That's the position. You're called stoker if you're in the back. Yeah, so we worked with a company here in town, and their name's Bicycles Unlimited, and they hooked us up with an awesome Cannondale tandem. And uh, so we got it equipped with uh, bags, you know, pannier packs for front and back and middle, and um, and we've just been riding like crazy the last couple months to kind of get geared up to be able to do 100 miles a day. <laughs> Wow. So that's, so that's, that's what we got to do. If we're going to make 3,800 miles, we got to be doing 100 miles a day. Wow. So, so what's your training program look like for that? Then are you doing like 20 miles one day and 50 miles another day? And No, what I've been trying to do uh, the last uh, about six weeks is I do 25 miles in the morning uh, before work, and then I'll try and get 25 mi- miles in at night and then do a long one, like 80 miles a day on the weekend. But like today before work, I did 55 miles. And so it just, if I can squeeze in the time, because cycling takes a lot of time, you know, to, to get the miles in, but I just got to get saddle ready. That's, 
that's the thing is how long can you sit in your seat without dying, you know? Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. How long does it take you to ride 55 miles before work? <laughs> uh, I feel tired just hours. listening to you. <laughs> yeah, about three hours um, because it's we had a lot of hills that we did today. So, yeah, but we can scoot along at about 16 miles an hour. So, so tell us the, 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 a little bit about the route that you're going to be taking. Well, we're, we're only eight days Francisco. away from, your, from huh? your leaving. We're only yeah, eight we're days leaving. away, right? We're going to drive to San Francisco next week. And uh, so next Wednesday, we're driving to San Francisco Wednesday the 19th, and we're going to head out of uh, San Francisco on the 20th morning. So it's coming up. Oh, that, that's yeah. great. And then, so are you meeting with anybody in San Francisco? Are you going to be stopping along the way? Tell us a little bit about the trip. Yep, so we're going to go out of San Francisco and head up that first day to Sacramento, stay at the Sacramento shelter. So first first night, the 19th, we're staying at San Francisco in a shelter, one of the largest ones on the West Coast, and then we're going to head up to Sacramento. Um, as we take the second day and we go up through Carson City, we're stopping and doing a service project at that uh, homeless shelter. We're not spending the night there, but we're doing a service project, and then we'll continue on. We'll kind of go up through Fallon, Nevada, and then we're going to drop down into Utah through Milford. Um, we'll, on the 28th of, of August, we'll be in St. George, actually, for a, uh, a wave as we go through and have a party, but keep on going. So wow. we'll come down through St. George, but then head back up through Panguitch, which is very hilly, um, Bryce Canyon area, and then drop down into Moab. We'll be staying in the shelter, uh, one of them in Cedar City, uh, Utah, and then right when we cross the border into Colorado, there's a, a shelter there in Dolores, um, Colorado. And then we cross over into Pueblo, and we'll stay in a shelter there in Pueblo, and then we cross through into lovely Kansas. And so we'll be stopping at uh, four of the Circles programs um, that Scott works with in, in Kansas, and meeting those families and, and uh, circle leaders and, and circle coaches. And then as we continue on through Missouri, um, we'll be just above Joplin, and we'll stay at a couple of homeless shelters in Missouri. And then we cross through into Illinois and then Kentucky. The Kentucky homeless shelters are pretty small, um, which kind of surprised me because there's a lot of poverty in Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. But um, they're very small, but we'll stay in Kentucky, and then we'll be going through into Virginia. So it's going to be straight across the middle of the United States, and we, are, we, we chose that route to avoid um, extreme weathers one way or another, uh, just to stay out of the heat as much as we could, and then try and stay out of anything cold that might be coming in. So that's why we chose that route, but... Wow. Now, and so people have the opportunity to, to get meet you along the way or, or yeah, the St. Yeah. George fact, event? Can, or? Yep. Our, our overlay, the map um, on, our, on our blog, the breakingthecycles.org, that overlay will be up tomorrow where it'll actually show you each town that I'm going through. And then, like, I've got a couple of groups joining us in Nevada. Um, they're going to start with us in Carson City and go up, you know, um, up to Fallon with us. And then we've got a couple of groups joining us in Utah. Um, I've got a couple of friends and a brother that are going to join me in Colorado. And yeah, so people can join on, uh, anytime they want and ride with us. We're, oh, how fun. We don't care. Yeah. More the merrier. That's what I say. And you'll be reporting in now. How do people follow you on this journey? I mean, is there, they're going to be reporting on your blog where, where you're at. So yeah. They can join every day up with I report you, on the blog. Yeah. Both my husband and I will wear, um, our GoPros. And I think the thing I'm most excited about, Chris, is actually getting to visit with individuals, um, hear their stories, 
and um, you know maybe offer up some suggestions and and then sharing our experience at Switchpoint with those shelters to maybe give them some ideas. Um, sometimes in the nonprofit world or in the social work world, you get stuck in a rut and you keep doing the same thing, and, and all of a sudden, before you know it, thirty years have gone by and you're still doing the same thing. Right, <laughs> and right. I, I'm trying to share that you know we don't have to. We don't have to keep doing the same mold. And if we look at these these people as true individuals and take them each case at a time and say, how do we help them overcome those barriers and those obstacles that are keeping them homeless and keep knocking them off one at a time? We're going to, we're going to make a difference. We're going to change the world. What do you think people need to know? I mean, why do you think the, the problem is so severe right now and what can somebody who's listening to this show actually do about it? You know, when you, when you say that, why is it so severe? I don't, I don't know if it's, it's more severe than, say, last year, but certainly since 2007, it has been a big deal. Um, when the recession slash depression started in that 2007-2008, it's been so hard to recover from for a lot of people. Many, many lost their homes. Um, many were downsized in their jobs. And there just hasn't been a big enough wave of employment um, or in the economy to make up for that. And so it's just been stagnant. And then if one thing happens in that person's life who is barely hanging on during those last five years, now they're homeless. So, you know, that wave has just been kind of coming and we haven't been able to change, change the direction. Um, You know, for people that are listening, um, I would say, you know, you've got to just reach down in, in your hearts and say, what can you do for individuals that you come up on? Instead of ignoring them, ask them the simple question. I'll show you, you know, just share with you a quick story of what changed my life. I was driving to work every day. This is before I became the director of a homeless shelter. And i driving to work every day, and I see this gentleman in a wheelchair, and, and he's just sitting there every morning. And I was coming to work pretty early, so five thirty, six o'clock in the morning. And he was always in the same spot. And finally, I pull over and I roll down the window and I just said, hi, you know, my name's Carol. And, you know, what's your name and and why are you out here? Oh, I'm homeless. Well, how come? And he just kind of stopped and he stared at me and he says, well, no one's ever asked me that. And I said, well, I'm asking, you know, how, how come you're homeless and how long have you been homeless? Oh, six years. I'm like, you're kidding me. How come? And he says, well, I lost my ID. I lost my wallet. I'm like, you're kidding me. That's it? That's all? Yeah. I'm like, do you have an income? Yeah, I get, uh, you know, disability. I get a disability check. I have, you know, $800 a month. But I don't have any ID, so no one will let me rent a hotel room or get into an apartment. I'm like, oh, my gosh, get in the car. And I probably shouldn't have done that part (laughs) (laughs) of putting him in my car. But, Chris, I spent the next seven hours driving him to Social Security office, waiting an hour and a half, you know, getting a... um, a copy of his Medicare statement so I could take it to the DMV. Then I went to the bank to see if they'd give us a copy of his ID. Nope, we can't do that. Then I drove him to police station because he'd been picked up so many times for being homeless. Nope, can't, we can't give you a copy of his ID. Then I drove him to the DMV, and we and it's 16 miles outside of town, and so there's no way he was going to get there wow. in a wheelchair. And, so, and we don't have a bus system that goes out there. And so I drive him out there, and we wait there for the you know two hours. Finally, we get a copy of his ID, and he looks at it, and he starts to cry, and he says, I haven't seen myself in five years. And it just it, it so broke my heart that all that was keeping this man homeless 
was that he didn't have any ID and he didn't know how to go get it. And so I said, you know what, now that we've got a picture, you know, a temporary ID and you do have income, let's go get you housed right now. So I went and there just happened to be a opening at a 55 or older um, uh, affordable housing unit and we moved him in that night. So it took me 10 hours total to get a man, his ID, get him into an apartment, furnish the apartment, got him a haircut, uh, the girls at the beauty school cut his hair and, and clipped his nails and gave him a manicure. And we stocked his food in, in his kitchen and made his bed. And he just looked at me and he says, no one has ever even asked me why. You're the only person. And I thought, that is what each of us could do. If you just ask somebody, what could I do to help you today? And it's not the handout. It's the why are you homeless and how could I change that direction for you? Yeah, you know, that's our motto at Spread Peace USA, the nonprofit that my wife and I founded. We, our, our slogan is, who can you help today? We end all our videos with that. And yeah. I guess since we're swapping stories, <laughs> I guess the, yeah, the one that really uh, really blew me away, just absolutely blew me away. At ChrisTenney.com, the first thing at the top is a video called 24 Hours on the Streets. And it's one 24-hour period. My uh, wife's father, who used to be a professional photographer with the Lakers, had come in to visit us. And he just went out with us for 24 hours on the streets and took pictures of of us sharing food and blankets and other things. And in that video, uh, the first woman that you see on the the, the first one, the the black lady who's on the front in the bathroom, uh, passed away a month after that. Three other people Mm -hmm. or two other people in that video passed away within months of that video in the cold uh, being up there. And and her name was Frances. We all loved her. All the volunteers loved her. And she lived in the bathroom at the park and she was just funny. We'd go in and visit with her and, you know, if she didn't like it, she wouldn't lay in. Get out of here. I only talk to Chris or I only talk to Tasha. (laughs) And it was just a kick. You know, she's like 65 years old. Everybody loved her. And it snowed one day and one night and the uh, police locked up the bathrooms because it was uh, blizzard conditions and that's where she lived. And so she died that night in the the snow outside of McDonald's making a, um, people don't know this, but a lot of the homeless people there used to make tomato soup with a ketchup pack in the hot water you can get at, at McDonald's. And she'd gone over there to try and get make herself a, a tomato soup with the, mm-hmm. I'm going to tear up, <laughs> with the pack. Yeah. And they found her in the morning. And I just thought, how unbelievable that um, that this could happen. And if 36 people died that year. I mean, 40,000 people are going to die this year on the streets. So God bless yeah. you for, for stopping. And we need more people. That You know, there was a little bit of money involved in what you did, but it, it's really the time and the heart yeah. to ask people. That's, that's I mean, what's it Really, needed. it cost me $18. Um, to get his ID and, you know, and then for the rest of that, we could verify and use his social security, you know, check that he regularly got, but he just needed that ID. And, you know, it it blows me away too, Chris, when you think we're not a third world country and how are we letting this happen? I I love the push that, that is national right now for ending homelessness. And that is housing first. If we can get people housed, it's so much easier for them to get everything else straightened out. Um, most of them are, are, are addicted to substances because um, they need to be numb to live on the streets or they can't yeah. afford their, their medication anymore for mental health. But if we can get them housed, a lot of pieces fall into place that make it to where they're now getting uh, a safe, uh, warm place to sleep at night and then they can start working on their employment or they can start working on their mental health um, and I, we just have seen it over and over and over again. And, and, and you know, less than 
less than a year, we had already housed over 300 people into permanent housing. And I was just taking it one, one at a time, one at a time, get them into housing, get them into housing. And, um, and it's making a difference. That's awesome. You know, and, and I can only imagine being in a wheelchair and not having your ID. I, I, I mean, I've seen, people don't understand, you know, if you're, if you're born in a different state than where you happen to be, you've typically got to do it over the phone, which means you need some kind of credit card. Even if you were to mail it off or, or have a credit card, you then got to have an address for them to send it yeah. to. And, yeah. and it's, just, it's a cycle. So I, I think breaking the cycles is the perfect name. When we get back from this break, we're going to be more positive because we're going to talk about how you can get involved with breaking the cycles and you can be part of the solution. You can be helping support the, the wonderful things that Switchpoint is doing up there. And you can find out more about breakingthecycles.org, the blog where you can follow along, even ride along with, with uh, Carol Hallowell of Breaking the Cycles. We'll be right back after this break. At Habitat for Humanity, why isn't the question, it's the answer. It's why we build. So that a child can live in a healthy home where they can learn and grow to their full potential. It's why we build. For families searching for stability and for those wanting to help themselves and their neighbors, it's why we build. To break down barriers and establish vibrant communities filled with hope, It's why we build. To offer families a hand up, not a handout, and to partner with them to provide a safe, decent, and affordable place to live, it's why we build. To open doors of new opportunity and the promise of a new start for a better life, it's why we build. You see, Habitat for Humanity builds so much more than houses. We build homes, communities, and hope. What will you build? Visit Habitat.org. Do you know a nonprofit that could use more money to accomplish their mission? Are you working for a charitable cause right now and need funding to do more? Nonprofitfundraising.com is dedicated to helping nonprofits and charities raise the funds they need. Discover the best fundraising ideas of 2015 and compare your fundraising results with others. Learn how to grow your organization and connect with more supporters at nonprofitfundraising.com. That's nonprofitfundraising.com. What would happen if you didn't follow the established path? If you did the unexpected? Would you feel scared? Proud? Relieved? Could you explain that helping the people of Peru improve their own community would also have an effect on your own? Or assisting an entrepreneur in Ukraine to launch her small business? Or creating a support group in Malawi for children orphaned by AIDS? What if you established your own path? One that others might follow? Would you rather make your own way? Or spend your life saying, What if? Life is calling. How far will you go? Peace Corps. To find out more, call 1-800-424-8580 or go to peacecorps.gov. Welcome back to Up Close with Chris Tinney. To call in and be part of the show, dial 1-866-472-5788 from anywhere in North America. That's 1-866-472-5788. And now, back to the show. 
Well, this is such an exciting show. You probably heard me and Carol chatting there coming out of the break. So, uh, folks, this is a, an awesome opportunity for you to be involved in something that really makes a difference. We are talking to Carol Hallowell, the, the executive director of Switchpoint out of St. George, Utah, a, a shelter. They provide resources, uh, planning people, you know, actually allies through the Circles USA program, uh, one that was founded by Scott Miller, who was on one of our previous shows, because I had him on because I was just amazed at, at what Circles USA is actually doing. I mean, getting people out of poverty. I was out there handing out sandwiches every day, and I just, you know, realized at some point, you know, <laughs> there's got to, I got to be able to have more of an impact. It was a beautiful impact. I mean, I'm sure, Carol, getting that guy in the wheelchair, I mean, nothing replaces that kind of experience touching someone like that. I think that's one of the rewards when people get involved with Switchpoint or they get involved with breaking the cycles. It, it's really, I mean, the gift is really to the person. The more you get involved, the more you get out of it, you know, showing oh, up, for sure. working with people. So share with us a little bit about how they can be part of the breaking the cycles and sponsor the program and, and, and learn more about it. Sure. Um, well, if you click on, if you go to a breaking our, the cycles.org, there's a donate tab and you click on the donate tab. I kind of liked how we put it together where I'm using my bicycle wheel and then we fill it in as people um, donate. But if you click on the link about um, following it to support, we've had a lot of people who donate um, just 50 bucks or they might want to do a dollar a ride, you know, pledge a dollar a mile um, or they might do um, a, a bigger sponsorship or, may, you know, I've had a lot of people um, put random amounts. I've had some really funny amounts like um, $303 on, on, the, on the other. So, you know, whatever people can give, we're appreciative of it because it goes a long way. One of the things that I tell people is, you know, this campaign is to say, hey, how can I, what does my money go to? And that's always important for somebody who's making a donation. And I say, okay, $18, that's an ID. $45, you know, that's a birth certificate. Yeah. You know, um, uh, $150, that's the city utility deposit to get somebody into an apartment. Or it might be, you know, uh, 750 for the deposit, you know, um, to get them into an apartment. So those, those chunks of money that can help them get over that hump because they are employed or they do have a Social Security income, that's what um, we're raising those funds for to help, help those clients. And do you still have spots left on your jersey or is it too late we for do. The, to get we in do. on that? We're, we're coming down to crunch time, but if people still want to, we've got a great partnership in town um, that is helping us um, do our printing. And if people want to click on the sponsor button and be on our jersey, we would, we would love it. So all they need to do is, is, is click on the Become a Sponsor tab, and then they can choose which packet they want, and then it, it kind of dictates where they are on the jersey. Oh, wow. And then, and then they're also mentioned on your blog and, and everything mm -hmm. else, it looks like, from that package, Yeah, and too. they'll be on our trailer that we're um, on our SAG wagon. We'll have um, all of the sponsors on our SAG wagon trailer, um, so that, that'll go the whole way across, and plus it has to come back with us. So <laughs> That's when great. We, when we turn around and drive back... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? And then, we'll, and then, like, you know, the Berlin Wall coming down, we'll chop off your jersey and auction off pieces of it. Oh, man. Yeah, I might be just burning that baby. <laughs> well, Carol, thank you so much for joining. I'm actually going to get to see you tomorrow in Las Vegas. I know. So thank excited. you for coming down my way. And, folks, you're going to be hearing a lot more about this ride on ChrisTinney.com and on Voice America. We're going to, you're going to, uh, really see us get behind this, Carol, because we want to help share those videos and, and the, the, your GoPros the, uh, videos that you share on your blog. I think it's going to be an awesome experience for people to follow along. And I highly recommend people, if you're, if you're in the St. George area, go get involved in Switchpoint. If not, go to Switchpoint. Find a, find a Circles program. I, I always recommend the Circles programs because they're, they're set up to actually connect 
people that are in poverty with those that aren't and they have a, a methodology that it's safe, it's fun, and it's very rewarding. And most importantly, it's effective. So, you know, check out the website and get involved if you're not in that area with one of the others. Thank you so much, Carol. I'll see you tomorrow. And I can't wait for you to start your 3,000, was it 3,760 mile trek? Is that, is that? Amen, Chris. That'll be awesome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Folks, you know, it, uh, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to clear the deck and take care of one more break. Don't go anywhere because I'm going to share with you some stuff we've got coming up online uh, with the show, the, the new phone app and some other things that you're not going to want to miss out on. So we'll be right back after this last break. I'm Elena. I have a master's degree in giving hope to children in Ethiopia. I'm John. My farm experience helped villagers in the Philippines feed themselves. I'm Nanaya. I have a degree in making an impact for generations to come. If you have a degree in agriculture, the environment, or teaching English, you actually have a degree in doing more than you ever thought possible. Peace Corps volunteers can truly make a difference in the lives of people all over the world. With your skills and education, you could help create an irrigation system for a small village in Paraguay or share new teaching methods to educators in Moldova. The experiences you'll gain in the Peace Corps will stay with you forever. This is your chance to make a real difference, a difference only you can make. Explore how the Peace Corps can fit into your future. Visit peacecorps.gov. My resume. My resume. My resume now includes changing lives. Do you know a nonprofit that could use more money to accomplish their mission? Are you working for a charitable cause right now and need funding to do more? Nonprofitfundraising.com is dedicated to helping nonprofits and charities raise the funds they need. Discover the best fundraising ideas of 2015 and compare your fundraising results with others. Learn how to grow your organization and connect with more supporters at nonprofitfundraising.com. That's nonprofitfundraising.com. Welcome back to Up Close with Chris Tinney. To call in and be part of the show, dial 1-866-472-5788 from anywhere in North America. That's 1-866-472-5788. And now, back to the show. Well, welcome back to Up Close. What a great conversation with Carol Hallowell, who's getting ready for a 3,700-mile bike ride across America to help bring awareness to the homeless. And folks, you know, I'll tell you something. Sometimes people think that the problems are so big that they just can't have an impact. But that story you heard from Carol about the guy in the wheelchair that had been homeless for five, six years because he had no ID those kinds of stories are all over the place and, and, and that there is no big or small when it comes to helping somebody and, and there's no big or small in the rewards that you're going to get. I've had grown men cry when I hand them a, a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And, you know, I'll tell you something, we do need to educate people. We do need to get behind organizations like Breaking the Cycles. You do need to share their bike ride across America on your, your, your social media, on Facebook, on Twitter. You need to push that out there because education is the key. Education is what's going to break the cycle. By, she mentioned the boss that didn't know that if he gave a dollar raise that, she was gonna, that the, the employee was going to actually lose some benefits and end up in the hole that would make her lose her daycare. And then most likely what happens is they then lose their job. And that was just a matter of that employer understanding. And there's a lot of examples like that. People don't understand that there's entire families living in cars right now. 
Because if they understood, we wouldn't have 33 cities in America right now making it illegal to share food with the homeless, right? If they understood, they wouldn't be making it illegal to go out and help people. They wouldn't be arresting people for loitering that have nowhere else to go. Thank you, Supreme Court, for finally making that illegal last month. You can't, you know, luckily, they said you can't order somebody to do something that they have no ability to do. So it does make a difference when you share this show and this interview with people with Carol so that they can learn about it. It does make a difference when you find out where the Circles USA programs are in your city. And if it's not there, guess what? You could be the person that helps bring it there. So I just want to tell you, I really appreciate you. I love my listeners. I love everything you're doing online. I love you uh, sharing everything on Chris Tenney, the fan page on, on uh, Facebook, the people that are making suggestions and good reads on our author program, suggesting authors to be on the show so we can get behind those people. And those of you that are going to share this show and share what Carol's doing with Breaking the Cycles and Bob, her partner, on their tandem bicycle, because you never know who is going to have their life changed with what they learned or the connection you helped them make. So thank you for, for listening to this show. Thank you for sharing this show. And I'll see you next week on Up Close. This is the end of the show. You don't have to let the conversation end now. Visit ChrisTinney.com to learn more about today's topic. Listen to past shows and connect with like-minded people. Up Close with Chris Tinney is broadcast live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel and rebroadcast online and throughout North America in select markets. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. And we'll see you next week on Up Close with Chris Tinney.